Welcome to Weekly Insights at Winthrop Capital Management, where we discuss recent developments currently shaping the markets and industries in the global economy. Here's your host, Chief Investment Officer, Greg Hahn. Hey, good morning, everybody. Happy Monday. I'm Greg Hahn, President, Chief Investment Officer for Winthrop Capital Management. And with me in the studio, our new studio, uh, Amy Anderson. Good morning, Amy. Production coordinator and Adam Coons. Adam, how are hey, you? Hey, I'm well. Com- coming off a long weekend, spring break. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, for our listeners, we've moved. So, these are new digs for us. Uh, we are located at 10201 North Illinois Street, which is moving from Indianapolis address to Carmel, Indiana. Um, yeah, so we're excited about that. We finally got all the moving crates out of the office. <laughs> Boy, that was a mess. Oh, we've got a lot to cover. <laughs> so um, we're through the first quarter. We kind of kind of want to talk about teeing up the second quarter, but really this is kind of the uh, a roadmap for the rest of the year. And um, we're going to cover what's going on in the global economy, global trade, the uh, sector shift in our sector allocations for the equity market, what's going on in the fixed income market, and overall our asset allocation. So that's a lot. <laughs> so we're going to try to cram all of that in 15 minutes. Here we go. <laughs> it's the speed round. Let me tee this up, Adam, and then we'll talk about um, kind of what's what's going on. But we've got um, major shifts taking place in global trade. But it's it's kind of part kind of it, it was it was already happening prior to the war in uh, in Europe. But the invasion of of um, Russia, Russia invading Ukraine is really in impeded expectations for global growth. Now, this is two years after coming off a pandemic, right? So the we had this kind of uh, COVID-affected industries that we had two years of kind of difficult growth. And this was supposed to be the year where we just light the world on fire. And the um, the unfortunate issue is that the, the invasion of Ukraine has really impaled the Ukraine economy, but also drained resources in NATO countries, primarily Europe, and it's really uh, affected trade, the energy trade coming out of Russia. Uh, so we've seen a spike in oil prices. Energy flowing into Europe is uh, seriously dislocated. We've got compounding inflation. We got supply chain disruptions that were already in place prior to the war that have to do with with the trade issues with China. And all of that's leading to an accelerating rate of inflation. At the same time that the, the Fed's trying to get in front of the inflation, we've got this, um, we've got our own growth issues. So it's really a, a conundrum for investors. And this is coming off of three years of just a, a, amazing returns in, in equity markets. So our, our kind of our, our, our base management is the expected returns are going to be significantly lower um, over the next uh, rolling three-year period than they were historically. We'll talk about that here in a second. Um, but what 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 do investors do in portfolios? So with that, let me we'll come back to the shifting landscape in global trade. But let's talk about equity first. Let's talk about what's going on in the equity markets and what we're doing to shift sectors. Yeah. So on the sector side, uh, last week it, it was actually a, a pretty tough meeting to talk through. You know what to do with everything shifting as you as you just spoke of. Uh, largely we we held a lot of our our overweight positions which were in technology and communication services. 
uh, we struggled with communication services given our outlook for Facebook uh, being a large part of that sector. And, and that's kind of the theme across different sectors. Are you still seeing these large market cap companies dominate uh, the allocations? And so if you have a, a stance against one of the com- companies, whether it's Tesla or like I said, Facebook, um, it's difficult because you may want to take an overweight, but um, but there's one company that kind of stands out. But we still remain overweight technology and communication services. Um, those are more defensive plays, large cash flow uh, type companies uh, dominate the the, the large uh, allocations to those sectors. And then underweight financials uh, with uh, the flattening yield curve as a part of that. But really what we were, was driving that uh, underweight was um, this heightened volatility, which we think will reduce uh, the earnings from new issues, uh, particularly fixed income markets. And then, you know, a, a large part of these banks have moved towards wealth management and asset management, which will take a hit uh, this quarter, um, which we'll see uh, because earnings season for the bank starts uh, up this next week. So uh, we believe that's going to flow through with uh, with some difficult earnings this quarter with, with the reduction in equity and fixed income markets will kind of hit uh, that revenue line. Well, and so if you look at the S&P, the S&P is trading about, what, 4480? Yeah. Somewhere between 4460 and 4480 with earnings expectations at about 180 bucks a share. The S&P is valued right now at 24 and a half times earnings. It's still, you, you, you mentioned that the risk is to the downside in corporate earnings. This is still a, a very elevated valuation. It is. Compared to historic uh, valuations around 15 to 18 times. And so that, and the and part of this is the S and P is so uh, overweight these large cap these yeah. these top seven large cap names now, which makes the um, it just adds a heightened level of risk to how we look at the S and P five hundred because any one of those seven names it misses yeah it's a big hit it's a big hit so. Yeah, um, we remained equal weight energy, uh, and and while it's had a, a really great year from a sector standpoint, it still remains a very very small piece of the S P five hundred, less than five percent. Uh, so while that's grown, you know, it still is marginal um, from from an asset allocation standpoint. So uh, the, the big driver it really is, like you said, valuations and and a lot of discussion around the inverted yield curve and whether that's going to lead to a recession, um, and then you know how rising interest rates affect valuation. So while, as you mentioned, the, the, the PE ratio has declined from 30 to 24 uh, higher interest rates in some ways um, offset that. So it, stocks still look a little bit overvalued. Uh, and then in particular with you know, the VIX still above 20, I, I would expect volatility just generally uh, to remain high. So the Fed's back themselves into a corner here a little bit. Um, Leading up to this point, the focus was on the labor market after the pandemic was getting jobs um, created in the economy and people back to work. And there were, the Fed shifted dramatically here in the last uh, five months and focused now on inflation because what they thought was um, a trend, what, the, what, the, what was the word they used, Adam? Transitory. Transitory, <laughs> <Yeah>. Transitory inflation. <laughs> Uh, in the first quarter of 2021 has been really, it looks to be a little bit more systemic. Um, and it has to do not only with the trade issues with with trying to 
China primarily, but also all the supply chain disruptions. And now the war is, is compounding the supply chain disruptions. So global inflation, I, I, it looks like the Fed is going to sacrifice economic growth yeah. in order to really um, um, try to get a grip on inflation. And we're seeing, we're seeing more narrative coming out of the Fed that shows that they, um, they're, they're serious about it. So we could see the, so the yield curve inverted slightly it did, yeah. for a short period of time. It still has a positive slope, twos to tens. Um, but we would have to see a negative, we'd have to see a, a, an inverted yield curve for a sustained period of time for it to really impact the economy. It's, yeah. it's, it's going to take six to nine months of an inversion. Yeah. Um, but our, our thesis has changed, and our outlook is that we expect global slowdown domestically in 2023. The World Bank and the IMF is coming out with its report next week uh, for its 2022 outlook, and it's going to show um, slower expected growth. Yeah, also, and I saw a study, 25% uh, economic study, 25% chance of a recession in 2023. So, yeah, it's you're seeing more and more people... That way. So the the sixty forty balance portfolio sixty percent equity forty percent. So from two thousand eleven to two thousand twenty one. So the the trailing ten year period leading up to last year, that that type of portfolio on average returned about eleven eleven point one percent. Adjusted for inflation, it's by like nine to nine point one percent because inflation was running about two percent. Yep. But when you look at where inflation is right now in a sixty forty portfolio. With expected returns going forward, it's it's going to be significantly lower yeah, than painful. than the eleven point one percent, and that's the challenge that investors investing in IRAs and four hundred one ks and the personal portfolio using public securities are going to be challenged um, going forward. So let's talk about our portfolio models. Yeah, so to speak of that challenge, you know it. It's funny because in twenty 2020 twenty and twenty twenty one, I remember saying it's kind of hard to do anything wrong. Everything was going up, right? Yep. Now we have the reverse. That's the wonder of economic and fiscal stimulus. <laughs> right. So now that you're taking that punch ball away, you're it's seeing magic. Uh, you know, a lot of red on the screen. So it's difficult to find any pockets where it's up. With the S&P 500 year to date, it's down over 5%. Uh, global markets are down over 10% still. With you got Germany down 15%, uh, France down 12%, and Japan down 11%. So you can see that equity markets um, are, are struggling this year. And, and typically, we would expect that the fixed income piece, when we're talking about the 60-40 and the challenge it's going to have, you would expect the fixed income component to kind of be the, the bedrock and hold up with equity markets selling off. But unfortunately, this year, uh, with interest rates rising, fixed income is, is actually underperforming domestic equity markets. So uh, the U.S. ag is down, uh, year-to-date is down 8%. Um, the global ag is down 10%. So you're seeing fixed income markets you know, have negative. So when you're looking at your portfolio, you're looking at your statement. Uh, it's probably going to be a little bit shocking to see that you know these declines that you that we haven't seen in quite a while. Right. So, so theme one: What do we do in fixed income? So in fixed income, uh, one of our our themes thinking that inflation was rising was that we invested in tips last year. Um, and while tips has outperformed the ag, it's it's down five and a half percent versus that eight percent of the ag. Um, it, it really hasn't performed the way we thought it would. And how did we think it would perform? Well, we, you know, in, a, in, a, in an environment where inflation is seven, eight percent, you would think Wait, it would be doing well. And it didn't. It did not. It's actually underperforming. Uh, it, 
uh, one of our benchmarks for uh, tips is the short-term corporate uh, market. So we use ticker SPSB uh, for that. It's a one and a half year duration. So you would expect tips to outperform even that, and it has not. So what 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 is we've seen over the, the last few years is that tips is more of a technical instrument, and really the way to fight inflation and rising interest rates is just a shorter duration strategy. Right, and the tips, the 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 whole notion behind tips is that this is the 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 security will recalibrate a return as inflation adjusts. Yep. Our whole approach at Winthrop is we would rather take control of that ourselves and use short duration instruments that we can reinvest proceeds quickly in a rising rate environment to adjust for inflation rather than have a security tell us that it's doing it and find out that it's not. Yep. Uh, so so the, the change we made uh, this last week was we uh, sold our position in tips and bought ticker LQD, uh, which is the iShares Investment Grade Corporate Bond ETF. It is a nine-year duration uh, product and, and has had a very, very difficult year. It's down 11% year-to-date because spreads are wider uh, year-to-date and with rates up, um, it has struggled. So we took this as a tactical opportunity to extend duration, add to uh, our credit exposure um, in place of, of tips. So that, that's that's one way to add income to the portfolios. Uh, and then uh, tactically, uh, you know, if, if rates do come down because of a global slowdown. So in our asset allocations, we, we overweight, uh, significantly overweight domestic equity. Um, however, there are parts of the equity market that have performed better than the broad market. Right. So you want to talk about our second theme? Yeah. So our second theme, um, and I kind of hit it on this fixed income, is income. So in, in periods of heightened volatility um, and an economic slowdown, you would want more income being pumped into the portfolio. That is that, is that safety net uh, that's being paid out to, to offset any principal decline. So uh, you can see uh, dividend-paying stocks are only down 2% relative to that S&P number that's down over 5%. So you see our performance there. And then we've also continued to see the theme uh, with the smaller cap companies. So uh, our positions in the equal weight S&P 500 and our equal weight S&P 100 um, have outperformed. Those two are down uh, 3% versus the S&P 500. So continuing to play the theme of where we're finding value in smaller cap and in income uh, to help offset volatility. And then the, the third theme, uh, we talked about um, an emphasis on domestic over, inter- over international sectors. Yep. So, you know, when you look at Still, when you look globally where the bright spots are, it, it still is the U.S. Um, when you see the effects of this, this war uh, in Europe, uh, that's going to take a long time to, to play through. And, and you're going to see even more supply chain issues across Germany and, and other manufacturing con- countries in, in Europe. So U.S. kind of ha- is the bright spot. So we're going to continue to be overweight uh, U.S. domestic stocks over uh, European uh, especially and in, in Japanese. Uh, it's still like the Chinese um, play. Uh, they've largely worked through a lot of their issues and, and um, declines in, uh, in, in the economy and, and the government's stepped in to support that economy and has made it well known that they're going to try to support asset uh, levels. So um, that's still a part of our asset allocation, but still well overweight domestic stocks right now. And it's worth pointing out also back on the fixed income side is we are not investors in global bonds. No. We do not believe in global bonds. And so the brainiacs behind this that um, allowed China and Russia to come into the indices, these are the international indices, mm-hmm. Um, I think Russia made its default or made its interest payment on its debt, but I mean, it's, uh, it, 
it, it is the economy is impaired. Their bonds are trading, um, it, you know, at this twenty percent distress levels. So, um, global bond portfolios, um, we uh, be careful. I guess is what we would say. And um, right now, safety um, is is really the name of the game. Is just be the, this approach of being conservative and just hold on because when the markets dislocate, that's when you really want to start to to make your bets. But now is not the time to. No, I, I would still argue that markets have more downside than upside. Uh, with the S and P still, it's only down five percent. So, I mean, given everything we're talking about, yep, it's a short week this week. We've got a uh, half yep. day on Friday for for Good Friday, half day on Thursday, Thursday, and then Market full school. full market day close on Friday. Okay, so um, we thank you guys, all of you, for listening, and we will talk to you through the week. All investments are subject to risk, including the possible loss of the money you invest. The information presented in this podcast is intended for educational purposes only and does not take into consideration your personal circumstances or other factors that may be important in making investment decisions. You may access and download this podcast only for your personal and non-commercial use. You may not use it in any other manner or for any other purpose without Winthrop's written permission. Copyright 2022, Winthrop Capital Management, LLC, all rights reserved.